Hey guys, what's up? I'm Kelly Lindiangelo, your dungeon master. I would love for you guys to use the hashtag, hashtag GGG broadcast to offer up a name of an NPC. And also maybe in this tweet, uh, give us a line to describe what kind of NPC you want to offer up and you just might see them in this story. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to Girls Guts Glory, the, the broadcast. broadcast. Previously on the broadcast. Do you guys want tattoos? I can do tattoos. All right, my turn. I've killed a lot of people. Well, all right then. You have I will kill You guys are all at this party, currently finishing up the night while getting tattoos by your good friend Rekid that you have now met, who had told you that he has a key to Professor Adewal's office. Um, you guys are kind of waiting until the height of an opportune moment to both rest up and eventually sneak into his office without raising any suspicion. So with that, through serious, uh, through a series of states kind of rather falling asleep or getting a tattoo, you all successfully have a long rest and are able to sleep throughout the night, even with the bumping uh, techno music of magic school in its background. <laughs> yeah, and then just like a like a sparkly sound, like a glittery sound of like a ball, like a ball of magic shattering into glitter, which is like a big thing in this school. Because um, anytime I can I like insert it. glitter into this place, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Glitter makes me happy. Um, but you guys all awake without uh, with having a good rest, even kind of with your uh, sore spots now on different parts of your body, whether it be your arm or your back with the tattoos. Um, you just see in the corner kind of like dozing off lazily uh, uh, against a window as Wreck-It um, sleeping. I heard that hobbit spit is really good to put on your tattoos. It keeps it fresh. Does anyone know where we could get any hobbit spit? Um, well, what's a hobbit? Well, you're hobbit rather is. like a hobbit, darling. You've never heard of a hobbit. No, ma'am. What is that like a, a type of food or? Please tell me there's an encyclopedia line. The kind of like a dwarf. Oh no, I'm Mixed not a with dwarf. A I'm a halfling. That's a little right. Um, with that, you guys kind of hear a shuffling body by the window, and like, kind of shuffles, and like, his eyes lazily look all towards you guys, and he goes, "I put a bunch of hobbits on bodies before they were fun." How do you hobbits on bodies? Yeah. You mean like a tattoo? Yeah, and I've done the reverse. Oh, but also tattoos right. on hobbits. I've okay. been around. So, I was thinking of like wait, a hobbit pyramid. So, so what is wait a hobbit yeah, what, pyramid? Wait, hey, wait, you guys all like are real cool. Can we be friends after this? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that'd okay, be cool. You guys like want to come to my like magic ball like tournaments and stuff maybe like cheer for me and stuff y'all look cool sure can we dress up i mean that's expected huck can do a backflip i've seen him do I it i can but i'm not very good at it thing being y'all gotta go to get back into the school and i got an alert this morning like and he kind of like takes a moment and you can see his arm kind of shake off and you guys all had this when you worked here where like when you shake your arm there's almost like an imprint of your day's schedule for you if there's changes or anything like that it glows in color um as he takes a moment he kind of shakes his arm and he looks up and he's like yeah you're all on like the wanted school list so that's weird i've always wanted to be wanted wait me 
I mean, no, not you, but oh, like yeah. the people who used to go to the school. I think you guys are like formally like not just suspended, but like actually told that if anyone sees you to like flag someone in the school. Well, that's exciting, that? isn't it? Did we ever tell him what was going on? Did we ever tell you what was going on? No. Okay. I, I don't really understand it. I just know that you guys want to like stir some shit up and I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, we're some sh shit stirs. <laughs> That's cool, right? We should know. probably be in disguise from now on, since we all were able to get some good disguises and uh, use code names we talked about. Oh, I didn't Refresh my memory. <laughs> code names? Well, I was saying that we probably shouldn't say our real names. Agreed. We should use code names from now on because we will be in disguise and we don't want to be like, oh, Celine, oh, You're on the Barut. wanted list. Right. Exactly. So, um, from now on, I want to be called Trixie. Tr Trixie. Trixie. What a name. All I'm not right. Celine is Trixie. Got it. I've always wanted to be called Imogen. 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 I read about it once. Imogen. Hmm. Starla, what about you? Well, are you on the list? Do you have to change your name? I mean, I know that they know about me, but I don't know if they know my name. Let's change your name. It might be a good idea for you both to be in disguise with code names as well. Because, after all, their creature did come after us. They know they know about you. And uh, when I was in that room, the professor lookalike did say that he knew about me and my friends. So it might not be a bad idea to give myself a new name. If then... If they know about us, why aren't we on that list? Because we don't go to the school? I don't know, does profile. it say and friends? Uh, let me check. So he shakes his arm again and looks and he's like, no. Well, I think it is better safe than sorry. Okay. Yeah. I can't come up with code names. I just call myself truck. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody help me get a How about one. shadow? That feels shadow. Like a Ooh, that's spooky. I like that. Shadow. Do you Shadow. Dig it? My name is Shadow. Man. I don't know, you're kind of like Shadow. edgy and stuff. I think that works, yeah. Yeah, my name is Shadow. <laughs> Y'all, I'm, I'm slippery like a shadow. Wait, is your name Shadow? Slippery. Is Starlight's like, name Shadow? Oh, is your name Shadow? Wait, who are you talking to? I was right talking now? directly to you, sorry, Huck. Oh, oh I thought you were talking to Huck. I mean, we could both be Shadow. It might be kind no, of confusing. No, there's too many people. Okay, How about I'll Shade? Shade. Hug you and be shot at? <laughs> we could just call no. Huck Barry. I don't want to be Barry. Well, like, how about like Huckleberry, Shad but... Doe and Shad Don't. What? No. What? I thought it was a fun. Why am I a don't? I want to be a do. Shadow and Shad. <laughs> be <laughs> Shad do. Like a donut. Shadow and, sh and Shad. <laughs> I'm realizing that. Um, oh, yeah. How about Shad and Doe? I Almost dying just... has really changed my sense of humor. I, guess I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm Shadow then. Starlight, Shadow, and Huck, you can be... Don't give me something stupid. Truck? I mean, that was what I was going to pick. I... It's not very good. You know, I, I think Truck could work. Okay. <laughs> truck is darling. Farouk, what about you? 
How about Mortimer? Mortimer. Did I say Mortimer? Wrecked, you must play this game with us. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I want you guys to give me a name. Yeah. How about you just cool? Hey, cool. I am though. I mean, your name's cool it's to literal. start out. Oh with. wait, you're saying my name. I like it. That's sweet. Can it be spelled with like? Okay. No, that's weird. Like, with a Q. A certain beverage. I don't see why not. Like, like Q Q L. Yeah. Like Q Q Q Q. Yeah. Q. Is it cool or Q? No, it's like a silent. Cool. So it's just cool. 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 I think I don't like Trixie anymore. <laughs> it's too late. I wrote Darling it down. sister, you can change um, it to whatever you want. You feel like Buck, like slowly peeking out and like looking at everybody while they're all getting cool nicknames. Buck, you can be straps. Strap? No. Bandit. No. Wait. No. He's no. like he's Marshmallow. like panning to everybody right now. He's no. He no. He's my my buddy. I get to his eye. I'm his eyes buddy. got really excited by marshmallow. There was something in them. Like a, what about like? He like jumped out and like starts sniffing you, like you have marshmallows like, on you. Oh, come here, no, little marshmallow. No, I think no, you're you're setting up false expectations for him because now he thinks that you got some marshmallows. Well, on you. maybe I do. Do you? You said, you? It, you said it, then he goes over to you and oh, starts gee. sniffing you. All right. Uh, All right. Let's. Berry. Let's. It tastes like marshmallows because it's what you want. Here, yeah. eat it. Let's try, let's stop try, saying try, the M word. <laughs> he takes a moment and he like eats it slowly. And then, like, falls back in glee as he rolls around, tasting the you. sensation of marshmallow. No, he has no. He has to have like a cool, cool name. That's, That's my bandit. Name. Isn't that my name? No, not that. Sorry. No, no. I, I think not everything's about you. I think his name should be Scooter. Truck Scooter and Scooter. That's adorable. I like it. Okay. Hey, Buck. Hey, Buck. He, like, sits up from, like, this, like, weird cross-eyed glee. How do you feel about Scooter? He, like, gives you, like, a raccoon thumbs up and then just, like, falls back again. Dope. Enjoying the marshmallow. Mm -hmm. Scooter it is. Track and Scooter. And Celine, who are you? I'll just be Trixie because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> hey, listen, that's, like, a good name. And also, you're the leader and you, like, kind of stepped up and said a name. You could be so. specialer. Don't be special. Don't Specialist. Be like special. I never want Don't to hear like that word again. Dude, she like tried real hard to like date me. It was awkward. She Ew. also she killed our friend for a minute. Yeah. So for a hot second, you were dead. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Did you have kind a near-death experience? <clears throat> I had a death-death experience. Oh yeah, what'd you see? Did you see Full anything? Experience. Um, just blackness and nothingness. There's nothing. There is absolutely nothing. That's so cool. What anyway, that's my name too now, I guess. Cool. Um, you guys, I do think though that with the time of day and the way that everything kind of panned out, we might have a slight opportune moment to kick down that door to the office. Perfect. Um, but if y'all are gonna follow me, number one, we got our names. Number two, you got disguises, you said? Yes. That might be the mm -hmm. safest thing to do. Um, I also have, um, one second, and he like stands up and he walks over to the nearby closet and he opens it and you see inside all of these uniforms and he points to it and he's like, I got also the magic ball stuff. So if you guys want to like pretend you're part of my team or something, like that might be a good guys. Drizilda heads straight for the streamers. Well, I mean, I, I think I still got Sarai's cloak on. 
whatever you guys want. I was just thinking maybe it's a good, like, cover. It is probably a good idea. So I straighten my blonde wig and my glasses, and I go and I, um, and I put on one of the robes. Okay, sounds good. Uh, what are you guys, you, what, where, what kind of costumes and disguise are you all doing? I'm going to dress up in one of the magical uniforms. All right, sounds good. You throw on one of those. Uh, are there any like hats or? Yeah, there's what? like there's like a supportive kind of cheering crowd hats and streamers and fun things, but there's also the uh, outfits for the actual uh, team as well. I think I'm gonna put on one of those really loud hats, pile all my hair inside of that hat. All right, sounds and good. And pull it real low down over my eyes. Yeah, not, full groupie, full not, groupie. Yeah, not to the point where I can't see, but to the point where it will be harder for everyone else to see my face. Sounds good, and uh, what about you, Huck? I'm putting on one of the uniforms. All right, sounds good, teammate. So, sorry, we're we're disguising ourselves with the paraphernalia for the for the ball, not our disguise. Oh, no, this ball. is for Magi Ball. This is for the, like, uh, sports the team. The sports oh, okay. team. Okay, okay, got it. Um, But we're also using our disguise. If you guys want. Yeah, he said He said you got a couple options here. Okay. Probably safer. Well, it'll we take an hour for it to mm-hmm. enact, right? So I'll put my, my orc disguise kit on, okay. and then while I'm waiting for that to kick in, um, hmm, hmm, um, I, I grab, like, some sort of... Uh, I grab some sort of helmet thing that comes down low my face with a grin. So you're like an orc with a grill on it. That's Hell great. No. Yeah, I'm... you're you're the the uh, I guess uh, what would they call it quarterback? Not quarterback, but in like the uh, defensive. St- I don't watch football. Oh gosh. <laughs> but you're the one they that that stands the there. defensive <laughs> lineman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're taking if we're taking the time to do right. disguise kits, I'll put more effort into my look. Yeah, and he, he tells you guys you do have a little bit of time, probably like an hour window. So if y'all have one hour to put on these disguises, that's pretty much it. And then right at the hour mark, y'all better go. So uh, Starla, what are you disguising yourself as? Oh, well, I'm going to keep my big old hat because I yep. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll use my disguise kit to also put on like a blonde straight wig. <clears throat> just change just change my general appearance to look like a different halfling. Great, because okay. I can't change my hat. And so you're small. just fully disguising yourself so you don't get caught. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. But I'm still Sarai. I am as well. I'm wearing my um, my disguise that I got from the uh, beauty shop. Beauty shop, yes. Mm-hmm. My blonde wig and glasses because I want to look like a student. Okay, sounds good. So you rather put on your student drab or you guys don the equipment of the team? Well, I want to look like a team st- teammate student, right? There are um, students as well who play on the team. Yes, but there's like a different outfit. So the student outfit is like robes and the team outfit is like a different color and set of robes that is a bit more, has more padding on it and it looks a little bit more firm. I am wearing the team outfit, but with my, I am playing a blonde haired glasses team member. <laughs> Sounds good. So all of you guys get ready. He kind of uh, takes a moment and looks down at his schedule as like, one of them starts to illuminate, which is like a, a 30 minute or so warning before classes begin. He takes a moment, he's like, all right, we got a narrow window. You guys ready to go? We got about 30 minutes before actual class begins, yeah? Okay. Ready to rock? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. So he kind of like stands up, he like cracks his head a couple times, cracks his knuckles, and just starts to strut out of the door with his swagger that he inanely has. Um, As you guys are following behind him one by one by one, there's folks that are starting to kind of begin the day uh, very early in the morning. Some students who are rushing to the library who just want to get all their work done. Um, You have a couple kids who are probably off to go and uh, help with different sort of work study programs that they have um, heading off to work, but they're all kind of currently keeping their head low or looking around around there's nobody's passing you twice and like investigating who and what you are um there are a couple guards that kind of gruffly stand nearby and as they pass record um he kind of gives them a nod and there's a moment that they look kind of quizzically at you all but he goes like T- early team practice they're just newbies they need to learn and the guard's like, okay, yeah, sure. Kind of shrugs and nods at Reckon hey. as he continues along his way. Mm-hmm. However, when you guys start to wind up, you are hitting that third level of the main interior quad, which is not an area that many students are traversing in the morning. This is more professors or um, high masters or folks who are a little bit more uh, prestigious. You're not necessarily going in the direction that you would expect for a morning team practice. And as you guys are winding up that third staircase, he takes a moment, he's like, I got this, but like, you, we might bump into one or two people who are gonna be like a problem for us. So let's just keep the geysers up and let's play, yeah? Cracks his head twice and kind of does this thing. Are we he actually going to, kind to have of, to play? What? Are we actually going to have to play? I no. don't know, that's such a good question and we're gonna find out, aren't we? And he takes a moment and kind of walks down the hallway as he begins to walk forward. Um, as this is happening, there is one door that opens in the direction that he's trying to walk uh, you guys towards. This door opens and he takes a moment and he kind of like goes and he almost does a full turnaround and walks in the opposite direction. And you guys all kind of trailing him almost do like the spiral with him, but not before he hears a voice behind him. He goes, oh, hello. Um, Is that you Reckon? Oh, it's so nice to finally see you. Um, It's Gavin Rex, it's, it's me. Uh, it's Kevin, and he, uh, this guy just kind of runs out. This dragonborn that you see, like, kind of runs up to Reckon and like stops him on the other side. Um, and he goes, "I'm so happy to finally see you. Have you thought about my application to like uh, come, come play with everybody?" And Reckon's just like, "Oh yeah, um, Kevin. Yeah. Oh man. Well, um, the the team's not really looking for new recruits." And then Kevin like looks at all of you guys. And goes, then what's this? Oh, we um, were uh, recruited a while ago. <clears throat> we just didn't get training until now. Um, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm just like a really big fan of the sport. Starla is doing a really good voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Shadow. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am not good at doing other accents. So as you, guys are, as you guys are all talking, and this Gavin is looking from record to all of you, from get, uh, from record to all of you, can I have you guys make a group? Uh, it can be a deception check, please, to see if y'all can pass behind uh, Gavin's uh, eyes. 21. 19. 19. Wow. 12. I'm the rogue. I should be better at this. 10. 10. I got a 17. Okay. So the group check is a pass. As you see, Gavin, take a moment and look at all of you guys and go, Willie, if you didn't want to 
new recruit, you could have just at least let me try. <laughs> as Gavin like starts to cry and then Rekid like doesn't know what to do. As he's like, man, it's not my fault, but like you're kind of more, you're like a storm sorcerer from like a place called Tickleberry. It's just like, you gotta like, and as he's crying openly, you gotta like learn how to like, you know, get those skills harder on your body. You know, you need, you need to know that this game is tough. <laughs> and he, this guy is just crying. Gavin is just sobbing openly, the six foot two dragon board on the floor. <laughs> this adventuring academy means everything to me. And I just don't, I just hey, wish so, everybody. Hey buddy, hey buddy, it's okay. You know, sometimes we're not good at the stuff we like, but that's, you know, that's actually fine. Cause you're going to find other things that you like a lot that you're really, really good at. You just gotta keep trying. I, I'm good at storms. Well, there you go. Do you like them? Yeah. Yeah. It Look makes, at that. You're way better than us. Yeah, if it makes feeling better, I can't do anything with storms except for be yeah. bothered by them. Yes, yeah, I But I want to showcase school spirit. I mean, um, how about you can be the number one fan of the Magiball team and you are just known as the head of the Magiball Fan club. club. President of the fan club. You want to be president? Oh, That's yeah. Nice and oh, good golly. You could like. He takes a moment, kind of stands up on two feet. No. You could like uh, sniffling that dragon board snot. Um, I mean, you you could like um do thunder and stuff to like emphasize stuff for like the team. Yeah, like when they score points and stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, good idea. Okay. Well. Well then. Uh, totally. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get started on that. Oh, okay. Bye, guys. Uh, have a good game tomorrow, tomorrow, or tonight, or whenever you guys have the game. Bye. And he's kind of like waves goodbye to you, and he kind of stumbles a little bit from sniffling. Uh, but he looks back with a recharged hope as he makes his way down the staircase. You're our best fan. And then Wreckit kind of like takes a moment and he like lets go of his breath, and he goes, "That's the sort of thing I was worried about." Well, I'm glad we all took care of that. Poor Did Kevin. Wait, so, okay, hold on. Is his name Gavin with a G? Yeah. Oh. Gavin Rex, you know, that guy. Man, I've been Southern for so long, I almost forgot how to talk like anyone else. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Let's just keep our head low, because if we have another one of those, that's going to be another test. As he kind of just continues to walk forward towards past that door that was open and keeps his head low. So with that, can I have everybody roll a stealth check? Ooh, I, I love these dice. Good thing I'm lucky. Oh no. 22. Much better. 22. 7. 7. 12. Oh. 19. Oh. <laughs> Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay. Well, with that, um, Wreck-It also rolled pretty high. So all of you guys catch that there are a couple guards uh, at the main points around here who are actively looking for folks. However, once more, when Wreck-It walks up to what appears to be underneath the plaque, you see Professor Adam Wall. Very shiny, shiny plaque, and you see a lock there. Um, he takes a moment as one of the guards approaches him. However, he looks to all of you, nods, and walks over to the guard before the guard gets too close to all of you. Um, as you guys can kind of hear their conversation mumbling from a distance, you hear something about Wreckage so talking about how the team needs one of the game plans and Adawal was helping them strategize because he's one of the kids who has the keys to the office. And there seems to be sort of uh, some sort of discussion at, if not this guard knowing him or uh, 
uh, Reckon's saying all the right things, that the guard actually turns around and leaves without any sort of suspicion. Um, Reckon turns back around, very slowly makes his way back to all of you, lowers his voice and goes, we're good. As you can see him put the key into the slot, turn it, and you see a shimmer, almost uh, almost as if this lock is magically enchanted or has some sort of ward against it. And you hear the door slowly, slowly open. He takes a moment and he pops his head in and he goes, Professor? Professor? And then he takes one step in to the very dark room and motions all of you guys to get in as quickly as possible. As he's doing that, I'm gonna lean into Fruit and go, wow, he's a real smooth talker, huh? Where did he get that key? He had it. Oh. How? I forget. I forget too, I'm just gonna dodge roll in there. He had a conversation with one of the, his frat brothers about it and was able to get one. Smooth. Starla was there. I like a resourceful person. (laughs) Drizzle? You guys subtly whisper in a very long entrance into the door. <laughs> Drizilda's looking around the room. Okay. So yes, the, the room is pitch black. He closes it behind him and he hits a switch that automatically ignites with a light spell. All of these uh, lights that are within the actual room. Um, the room is quite large. It's actually probably about 40 by 40 feet. It's a pretty big office, a giant desk in the center, um, and all these sorts of other tables filled high with uh, different books and sort of concoctions. And you actually see in the center a circle that is uh, almost made in a perfect circle that's probably used for certain conjurations. You know that Adewald has a very specific and special spell casting ability that he's clearly exercising in this room, so it makes sense it doesn't alarm you. You've seen this before in some of your uh, lab lab classes for conjuration and things of that sort. Should anyone stay outside the door? Keep watch, or how are we going to deal Perhaps with Perhaps we should lock it. That way we'll hear if someone else lock, unlocks it. <sighs> All right, with that, he uh, you hear Brecket catching this. He locks it right away as you guys enter the door, and the lights are all up. So can I have you roll an investigation check as you're looking around the room? Do you want us all to, or just? Uh, for now, let's just have it be uh, Drusilda. 15. Okay. So as you're kind of looking around the room slowly as everybody else is filtering in, um, you catch a couple of things. Uh, All of these books and all of the journals around this room right now are a lot for, they don't seem to be very interesting at all. Most of these books are open to kind of inconclusive pages, things that seem to be things for planning certain courses, Um, nothing alarming. You check the, the sort of like magic chalkboard that kind of like just, uh, if you like literally press your hand against it, what appears appears when you're thinking about it, which is a pretty device, pretty great device. Hey, science, create that for us. Um, <laughs> but as you take a moment and you press your hand against it, like you can tell that there's nothing interesting, no equations alarming, no drawings that are kind of uh, stirring you. But the thing that's most interesting is that the circle in the center of the room seems to be faintly active, almost like something recently has gone through there. Does anyone know what a portal looks like? Because I'm pretty sure this might be a portal. No. No? I mean, maybe. Does it look like the portal I saw at my family's farm? I don't know if you saw a portal like this. This is different. If you saw almost like a warp within the atmosphere, I would say more so. 
that something came out of. Or like a crop circle. Oh, like something that was actually hovering horizontal to the atmosphere. Huh. This is on the floor and just there. I Gosh. pick up an eraser and I throw it in. It kind of bounces off mm. the center of it. Oh, as though there's like a force pushing back? Or nope, just, just kind of falls. bounces and... I don't think it's active. I'm sure there has to be some sort of magic to ignite its powers. Yeah. Well, I mean, weren't you all the ones going to school for magic? Yes. But I was mostly You guys want to make an arcana check? I Those who did go to yeah. school? Yeah. Please make an arcana check. Enchantment, really. I was not a very good <laughs> student. <laughs> I was not either. Me neither. Six. <laughs> we for spent too much time thinking about boys and nail polish. Let me see if I can remember anything. <laughs> My skills... Nope. <laughs> yeah, you guys are not familiar with what this sort of enchantment or inscription might be. It's very hard to tell. I must not have snuck into that class. I'm, I would like to do an investigation as well. I'm looking around the room, seeing what I can find. Sure. Ten. <laughs> you find that you unfortunately draw the same conclusions that Drusilda did. There's nothing else up here that seems of interest other than this circle. I would like to go walk over to the desk that's in the middle of the room mm -hmm. and see if I can open up any of the drawers on the desk. As you do so, you can open up every single one of them without any trouble. It's interesting. Everything you guys are finding here is incredibly ordinary. There is nothing here that would point to anything being suspicious. Well, that would make sense. I mean, he's not going to hide any incriminating information in his office that's in the school. Incriminating? Incriminating. Incriminating. You know. Well, what do we do now? Well, why don't we... I think we might need that book. Selene, you must be dying of curiosity about Kovalt. I know. Is there a closet? Maybe we could find him. Should we go look for him? I don't know. I would like to know more before... Going to find Kovalt. Going to find Kovalt. There's two, there's two like um, barred closets in the back, but you guys have opened them up and mm -hmm. looked through them and sifted through them. Uh, nothing of any interest, a lot of old papers and old books. Uh, but again, it's almost like a perfect teacher's office. Hmm. Hmm. I bet there's like a spell that lets you see into another dimension of this very same office that has all of our answers. Hmm. Maybe like some, well, weird ingredients or something to throw on that circle or does he have like a I like a small sage at home small I, piece of paper with some like weird words written on it like a like a I create a bonfire word. in it uh from a distance yes you yeah. create the bonfire in it it bonfires just a, just on a, up just a little whoosh yep it whooshes on up you see the burning you catch a couple of the loose pages that kind of kicked up from the uh from Oopsie the daisies. ash but otherwise no however that definitely did create a little bit of a heat and smoke situation in this in this room is there a window yeah there's two windows that look out into the uh outer courtyard of the school i'm gonna pry one open so some of the smoke can get out so we're not Obvious. As you take a moment and you try to pry it open, Racket kind of comes over and like, like takes a moment with it and he goes, hey, there's a secondary key to open up any of those, those windows because anyone could crawl into them. So any sort of access point. I don't have access to the key for the window. 
Yes, have, it's like, kind of smoky. Is it, like he takes a moment, he takes one of the books and he tries yeah. to like fan it. I'm gonna grab with some you. papers and yeah. start to just yeah. fan. Um, he's walking around him fanning this. There's like a moment that he keeps fanning it, and he just takes one step too many into that circle. And the moment that he does, he vanishes. <gasps> oh! I think we gotta step in this. No. Oh no! Throw. Uh, no, we listen, can't throw he's anybody, and he just went through there. So Were I'm gonna go. Are you going to suggest we okay? throw the guinea pig okay? in there? Okay, I'm gonna go. go. All right, the badger. What All right, right. I said it's okay. Raccoon. Okay, so yeah, you take a moment, you step foot, and Buck was already about to leap out of your of your overalls and go with you. But oh, the moment you do, you also hit this circle, and you can just feel your body get sucked into something. Oh, okay, well he's right. a raccoon, and I'm gonna follow after Buck and Hug. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm following. Excuse me, my name is Truck. All right, we're bars. You're not even here. You went through the portal. You do the same. You step in. You feel your body kind of get sucked into some sort of thin tube. That's such a good noise. Celine and Drisilda look at each other, and I shrug. Should we? Like, I feel like bad, but also like what? What is in there? The day is young. Can't be too bad. And I hop in. Up. She's going. As you guys slowly, one by one, get the sound from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as Augustus Gloop is going up the tube. It's the exact sound. One of my costumes is literally Augustus Gloop. That's amazing. That's one of the the cons. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. You're the last one. So I'm just alone in this room. Well, I guess I guess I'll go too. You step in and get sucked into that very thin tube as well. And what you guys experience is this. There's a moment that everything around you feels cold. Like you are going somewhere that is, the temperature is just astronomically different from the comfortable atmosphere of Candle Keep. You guys are taking a moment and you're kind of getting your bearings, your eyes are adjusting to the environment. Your lungs are sucking in this air that is much colder. And as you take a moment, Huck being the first one there, Wrecked took one step out as well. And what you see is this. Depends on your vision. Uh, what are you and your half name? So you do not have dark vision. Wrecked takes a moment and catches, like can hear somebody else go through what he just went through and takes a moment and goes into his pocket and lights a very, very small a lighter of some sort that he had on him, something to like create a very small flame. Mm-hmm. And he takes a moment as he had kind of uh, set it aflame and is looking around. Um, you are in almost this cold obsidian-like room, like a cavern, and it's just cold. So it's there. not like a structured room, it's a- No, it's like in a cold obsidian cavern. Ooh. And you can see beneath you from this very small flame he has in, in his hand, that beneath you is a very similar looking circle as he takes this moment out of it and walks out of it. Um, you do the same, mm-hmm. and as that moment happens, other friends of yours, one by one, appear within that circle. Oh, it's real dark. Wrecked, do you know what this is? Um, no idea, but I don't know where we are. I think it, we might be Far away. Far away. This is weird. Yeah, this is real. You're not supposed to be able to leave the school. Well, 
you're a professor like Adderwald and you're into some weird spooky cryptid shit, I bet you can. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, Ooh, what's me. up? I don't Hi. Mean to Sorry, burst. does anybody have a stronger light than this? This is barely a minute. I got a right? torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a torch. Douse this. Can you, wait, no, can you light? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. So he takes his hand before he douses it and lights up your torch and then puts it out of his hand. I'm going to cast light on my hand. Well. Sounds good. Light becomes active in your hand. So, yes, you guys are in no more than a 15 by 10 foot dark, drippy, obsidian like cavern. Um, you see that there is a very narrow passageway that's leading away from this. This is the only exit point from here that you can witness. Um, it's no more than five feet wide and maybe eight feet tall. It is some sort of rudimentary cavern. Very rudimentary, but it does look natural. Well, it seems like there's only one way to go. Oh, look! Back! Do I see marshmallows up ahead? Don't say that! No! <laughs> As he hops oh, out of your overall and Don't begins to walk no. forward. Um, he's going to investigate. Oh, he's going to investigate for marshmallows. You're gonna put him in danger! Um, he runs ahead pretty fast. He's a fast little raccoon with little raccoon as hands. As, I can um, as you're starting to walk through, there is no light though. So once he gets further ahead from the light source, it's actually much harder for you to see because of a couple of twists and turns. It's not a f refined, like it's it, there are dips and there are kind of turns to the left sometimes by two feet, to the right sometimes by two feet. This is all natural. So right away, light becomes diffused within about 15 to 20 feet. Um, so he's scurrying ahead and you can barely hear where he's going after about 20 feet of trying to follow him. Drusilla, I'm following. Drusilla, if he gets lost, I'm never gonna forgive you. He's a little baby. Don't you know that no. testing on animals is wrong? You overshot them, the marshmallows are here. I'm gonna start and yelling I shake my baggy. as I run through. The cavern, just like in a panic. All right. Well, can I know everyone's party order as you guys are running through? You can only go oh, through first. one person and last. Drizilda so. is right behind Huck. Okay, sounds good. It's like trailing. A I'm right behind Drizilda. Huck. School of puppies. Drizilda. Yes. <laughs> Who's behind Drizilda? Me. Starla. Starla. Celine. Celine, and then uh, fruit, and then I guess Reckett will take up the rear. He's confused. Yeah, he will. <laughs> About what's happening. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> That was a good catch. Um, <laughs> tripped up your In case you there. needed a reminder, um, this show is not PG. <laughs> we had so, a warning in the beginning. <laughs> one by one by one, you guys are trying to catch up with Huck, who's starting to stumble through and slow down just because it's very hard to see. So right away, you're kind of like hitting a dark wall, and then you have to take a moment, and then you have to like figure out where it's going. It's like being in a in an empty a black hall of mirrors. Like you just can't see which direction you're going. And so Drusilda, because you have dark vision, um, you're able to kind of get to the back of Huck and everybody else kind of one by one is able to catch up with you as you're in panic. And as the light at least comes a little bit closer, so you're able to see further in front of you. And what you see is this. Um, Buck, shaking, like completely petrified um, in a very large dripping cavern. Uh, with a bunch of stalactites like dripping um, from the top of this area. It's, it's rudimentary and it's no more than about 80 feet by 80 feet. But what you see is this, these dark shadows, almost the moment that this light comes into it, like eating up the light, there's this sort of pervading shadow. 
and you see something dancing within the shadow and it looks like Buck is petrified of it. So I'm gonna need all y'all to roll <laughs> uh, initiative <laughs> as oh something is clearly boy. there. <laughs> oh Jesus! Alex. Wait, real okay. quick, didn't didn't my boy? I have marshmallows in my pocket, just waiting for him. Oh, wait, but no. I thought it's gonna wait. be my bonus action that I'm gonna do top. So let's didn't say I hope. We're didn't you have a torch, Rachel? Yeah, yes, but, but because of the way the way that the kind of cavern dipped and turned, it was very hard to see. And right now with this torch, the shadow is almost and uh, and eating up the color of the torch, providing about half the light that you would expect. It's very okay. odd. Um, okay. Uh, all right. What is twenty and up? Anybody? Me. I'm nineteen plus nine. Wow. Oh, wow. Why is your that initiative is so high? high? Because I'm a ranger. Really high decks. Nine plus, plus nine? nine? Yeah, my initiative is plus nine according to Wow, that is very high. That sounds crazy. It might depend on the feet. We'll have to check yeah, that I out later. It, it wouldn't <laughs> but, let me like falsely calculate something. It does it does this all for me. I think I probably took eight or something. That would make sense. Alright. Either way. Uh that's crazy. That's crazy high. Uh twenty and below? I have fifteen. 20 to 15, you have 15? Mm -hmm. Great. I have 11. So 11, 13 for Groot. Eight. Uh, <laughs> you have 11, Drizilda? Yes. And then eight for? Seven. All right. I have the alert feed. That's, That's That would do That's it. That's what it it's is. It's a plus one. I was like, nice how the hell? Good choice. Do you have plus nine initiative? Okay. I'm fast. So first oh, up, Huck. You uh, can't see anything. Well, I'm gonna run in and scoop up Buck. Okay. With your full speed, full yeah. movement? Yeah. Alright, you run up and you scoop up Buck as quickly as you can. But it's odd. You have a torch in front of you. And even with that torch in front of you, there's no light in front of you. It's all behind you right now. Mm -hmm. So something in front of you is clearly just darkness that is currently eating away all of your light source. So, that is your current movement, and because you were a little far away, you still have an action, and you still have a bonus action. You're not that far away. You, you moved 30 feet, right? You have 30, or 25 feet. I Yeah, my speed's 25. Did I, I would say that you're exactly about 25 feet away from Buck okay. from the moment you caught him. I'm gonna scoop him up and, okay. and put him in my overalls. And... Right, I would say that would take a bonus action, at least, or an action to do. Um, so you can choose which one that would be. It's not too crazy just to pick up your raccoon and shove in your um, overalls. I'm going to say it's a bonus action. Yeah, say it's a bonus action and then mm -hmm. do some primeval awareness. Okay, um, so you take a moment, you focus on that, and then you will choose primeval awareness, which means in one mile you're able to dissect what again? Any sort of... I can sense any aberration, celestial dragons, elementals, fey, fiend, or undead. Um, you feel three or so. I think it's how many, right? Or no? It's not how many. Damn. It's not how many. Um, I gave a number, and I shouldn't have done that. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't but screw it. Screw it. Right now you feel three elementals. Elemental. So that's what you feel. Okay. Okay. That is Yachtan. Remind me what an elemental is. It's an element. Like uh, snow? Or like it can fire. be any sort of conjured like thing a from a plane of like 
sources of nature. Like thunder? Yeah, or... like uh, you can like lightning, um, fire, water. Okay. There's all different sort of oh, elements. Oh, like elements of the earth. Like, yes, exactly, okay, yeah. exactly. But, exactly. but it's like a, it's a creature of that element. There are specific okay. planes, like there's a, a like fire plane. But these are all things too that you guys would probably be learning in yeah. your studies but aren't advanced enough yeah. in yet. Okay. So these, your question is actually quite accurate in terms so of like being like, what is that? snowman. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. exactly. That's, okay. that's like actually accurate. I've always wondered. This seems like a good time to ask. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> okay. It's a good question. Except Starla um, doesn't know any of this. That's true. Yeah, neither. <laughs> okay. So, Right away, however, from that interaction, you feel something whacking down on you. What's your AC? 15. All right, that is a 17, and the second attack does not hit. So that is going to be against you. You feel this thwup and this thwup almost against your body, like something's trying to hit you for 10 points of bludgeoning damage, as you can feel something just whack into you. And you guys don't even see what this is. You just see this like sort of shadow almost attacking Huck. It's hard to tell. It looks like air. It looks like air is hitting Huck. It is completely hard to see, and you cannot see a physical creature. You can just tell that Huck's getting hurt. Is Buck safe, though? Uh, Buck currently is okay. okay. He attacked you. Or it. Or they. <laughs> or the thing. Or the shadow. Or the nightmare. Touch my or the non-existent thing. Okay, moving along. Uh, it's Buck's turn. So Buck looks out from underneath <laughs> your overalls and is going to try to scratch him Aww, for not much. What a good boy. Uh, what well, has to be a disadvantage. He's the best boy. Still does really good. Wow. Wow. He's my boy. Um, and scratches for a total of, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> two points of damage. <laughs> but he finds leverage with his tiny little claws and he's able to kind of like claw at the air and you can see slowly like some parts of like like some wind kind of catching his his uh his tender uh, his tiny little claws as he's trying to defend you um that's his turn starla it's your turn i guess i'm just going to try and attack it with my rapier all right so you're gonna run up to it with 25 feet of movement? Yeah, and just swing in the darkness. Sounds good, I need you to roll with disadvantage. You can't see it. I can attack whatever shadow is there for a total of eight. Does not hit. Um, you Sterling just runs up and like slices at the air and can't quite find any leverage. Um, so then as a, uh, in, as a bonus action, I'm going to um, hide. Currently, there's the only place you can hide is behind your friend. Do you want to hide behind Huck here? Sure. Okay, so you dip behind Huck and you just hide as much as you can behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. All right, that is your turn. Farut, what do you want to do? Are there any um, rock formations that I could fly up to and perch upon? Most of these are conical. And they're shaped. upside down. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to find leverage unless you like deeply put your claws into it and find it. I think you'd have to like look around and try to find one that was like partially broken for you to stand on. They naturally are more conical, conical mm-hmm. in their shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to then. I'm going to use radiant sunlight. Ooh, okay. So you take a moment and use your ranged spell attack, knowing that you're somewhere within the, uh, the vicinity of this thing. You put your hand out and you unleash this bolt of magical radiant energy. 
Um, so, we can roll at disadvantage. Oh. Well, that's gonna be an eight. An eight. Um, it goes wide as your bolt kind of like misses whatever target you think you're going for, and it just blows apart one of the stalactites ne- nearby. Thankfully, they're clinging pretty hard to the ceiling, but you have fundamentally blown apart a part of one stalagmite as all of the shards of the rock go uh, aghast. Like they could talk. Aghast. That's not. Anyway, it's the sound it makes. Aghast! So. I'm just going to step into the shadows then at that point okay. and make myself scarce. Okay, sounds good. You kind of dip into the shadows and try to remain uh, quiet. Uh, Drusilda, it's your turn. So I I would like to spend two sorcery points mm-hmm. to cast Quickened to turn an action into a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be True Strike. Okay, to give me an good. insight into the target's defenses. True strike, and I think that's, um, let me double check that spell. So you extend your hand and point a finger at a target in range, and you're able to just cast advantage into the defenses. So, so you use that to upgrade into your action, so you can attack right now with a straight roll. Okay, I'm gonna attack it with a chromatic orb. Nice. And I'm gonna do cold damage. All right, sounds good. Okay, so 16. <gasps> To hit? Yeah. Yeah, hits. Okay. And then... So... And by the way, I'm casting it at second level. So it'll be... 4d8. 4? Do you need 8 Yes, please. 48. 48 dice. 4d8 dice. How many do you have? Thank you. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, so 5, 5, 7, 15. Nice. 15 cold damage, you take a moment and you feel like you freeze something midair that you can't even see. And the ice kind of breaks away and falls apart from it, but there's something there. There's some sort of presence in the air, in this area that you have successfully managed to uh, hit. So there's that. Okay, Um, it is now Celine's turn. I am going to uh, use my action to transform. Okay. Using my radiant soul. Mm-hmm. So I, um, my eyes glow and my wings sprout, and um, my whole body kind of turns a golden color. Um, and with my bonus action, I am going to cast my spiritual weapon at, at the point that I just saw Celine's um, ice fall from. Okay, sounds good. So is it at disadvantage? It's still at disadvantage, unfortunately. 18. Still hits. Roll for damage. And I also get to deal an extra four radiant damage. Nice. What are you summoning in terms of a spiritual weapon? So um, I get my my normal sword. It's just like a long sword that glows with fire. And I just hack away at the sky. Hacks away at the sky, yes. Seven force damage. Nice. And okay. four uh, radiant damage. Yeah, you take a moment, you slice down that weapon of yours. It, it, it is cutting through something. There's something tangible there. You can feel a little bit of wind beneath you. Uh, 
what uh, Starlight, even you feel like a gust of something dancing, almost like something is there. There's a presence, but you cannot see it. However, you can see your two friends shooting above you, and it is kind of hitting something right around you guys. So that is your turn. So 11 total. 11 total. Sounds good. Uh, so from the top of this turn, um, it, uh, I believe spiritual weapon is a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy here? Uh, good. So, do you have an action? My action was to oh unfurling my... yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, from the top, it's Huckster. What would you like to do? Okie dokie. Well, uh, I've been seeing them attack this specific location. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have this little ability where I I have two weapon fighting, and I don't really think my my arrows are going to be that helpful. So I'm gonna take my two short swords and just slashity slash. That right sounds in good. The <laughs> With a disadvantage, please. Okie dokie. You're bucking in the sky, like buck. Disadvantage. Oof. Slash shitty slash. <laughs> it's just a hand. Uh, it does not hit, but you have two weapon fighting, you said? So I you do. get a secondary turn? Yeah. Your secondary okay. chance? I get. I attack with one and then I attack with the other. You're pulling a Starla. You're slicing at the sky with your weapons. The two of you guys in like an anime style. I see the two of you just kind of like with your cheeks kind of rosy. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to stab in the sky, but unfortunately did not make it. Um, but you you take your dis- uh, defensive stance. I'm assuming you s- stay where you are knowing Starla is behind you. Yeah. And try to just keep your ground. Yeah. Okay, so it's now its turn once more as it takes a moment and it kind of seems to... There's some, there's something like some wind kicking up or some sort of stirring as you can feel it, its presence grow. It's hard to tell exactly, but you just know that this, this thing is creating some sort of stirring in the sky. What's your AC, Celine? A billion. <laughs> it's a billion. Eleven. Uh, a billion. What? To, while you're in. Oh yeah. While I'm in, what am I with that? Don't forget something else. No. Oh. I, I didn't, I forgot to catch, cast my mage armor. So. Oh. 11. Okay. Maybe. You suddenly feel a force come at you, like right at you, like a like a fast, fast motion, this wind kick out of you. It's going to hit you twice. Four. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Uh, that is 15 points of bludgeoning damage on the first hit. And the second hit is 10 points of bludgeoning damage. So no. hits you twice. Whack. <laughs> as you kind of feel yourself getting slapped out pretty much out of existence from the sheer power of whatever this thing is. However, you guys can't see anything except Celine like almost crumble. You guys can hear the sound of something breaking. You can see her getting hurt, but it's from something that you cannot see. So that's its turn. Uh, Buck takes a moment and just is going to hide in your overalls. That's fine. <laughs> out of pure fear. Successfully does so, at least to his knowledge. You stay and safe. That you. moves to Starless' turn. Um, I'd like to attempt to sneak attack it with my rapier. Okay, it's hard to see, so you'll still have to do it with disadvantage. I'm angry, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, because you're literally gonna be stabbing at the sky. <sighs> but I'm gonna assume you can see it's kind of towards stuff. Uh, Celine here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. If I'm doing math correctly, that'll be a solid nine. <laughs> so you run forward towards Celine, knowing that it's by Celine. And you do have to drop back from your position here with Huck 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have to like run about 15 feet behind you, mm-hmm. and you just start to stab at the sky. You're just sh- shouting and stabbing into the air, uh, but you do not find leverage on anything that hit. Great, I'm gonna hide again. Uh, where? Behind Celine. All right, so you dip behind Celine and do- cower behind her. All right, sounds good. Um, I'm not cowering. <laughs> you made that decision. I did not make that decision. <laughs> For it's your turn. <laughs> So I can't see anything, really. No, you cannot. Well, that makes this doable. I'm just going to fly in the direction of Celine. Okay, so you fly towards Celine, get closer to her. Okay. Yes, and as I enter kind of the black abyss of cloudiness that exists around her, I'm just going to attack with my talons, kind of reaching out. Sounds good. Roll, roll with a disadvantage. <laughs> yes, you're you're doing the same thing Starless doing. You guys are all just like clawing and and uh, putting your swords into the sky, but not finding any leverage this particular time. Uh, which unfortunately moves us down to Drazilda, who it's now your turn to try to attack this entity. All right, I'm gonna cast the the chromatic orb again with cold, cold icicle damage. All right, with disadvantage, please. Did you roll your so, uh, your two d twenties? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. So twelve plus six is eighteen. Yeah, with disadvantage, still hits. Yeah. Okay. Twenty four. Nice, nicely done. Yeah, you find some of that coldness once more latching on to this creature. As you can see, a secondary part kind of freeze, and there's no shape to it. It's almost like you're catching a wave. It looks like a wave of something as the ice kind of crystallizes over. It's quite big in terms of its breath, uh, but right away that cold kind of shatters from it. But you seem to have hit something. All right, any bonus action? Um, bonus action, I'm going to run to Celine and kind of drape myself, like, protectively? try to, yeah, protectively from wherever it seems like it might have been going at her. All right, sounds good. You stand there and then it's Celine's turn. All right, um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds upon myself. Okay, sounds good. At the second you do so. So I get 13 back. Okay, sounds good. And um, I still have my spiritual weapon. You do, but you do have to move it closer to you because it's further away now. Yes, so I will move it closer to where I last saw it when she um, hit it with her ice again. Sounds good. You're able to move it forward that 20 feet and attack. Mm-hmm. 11. To hit, no, unfortunately it goes wide. It's not able to hit this creature. So back to the top of the round. Huck, what do you want to do? Well, I'm getting kind of nervous seeing all my friends drag out, but I'm going to do the same thing I was doing before and just Run slash. over. You're running over to the team on the other side and get a stabby stabby in the air. Uh, They're about yeah. 15 feet behind you. You're going to turn around and go over? Yeah, do I get a sense that that's where... Everybody right now is stabbing into the sky 15 feet behind you. Okay, then so yeah. You're going to run over and try a different area. Yeah, for it. yeah we're going to do that. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, 16. 16 to hit? That'll hit. Roll for damage. Oh, buddy. Thank you, dice. Okay, so the first one does five damage. All right, sounds good. And the second one, arcing back. Oh, dang it, that was a nat 20. Oh. Ah! Um, it's a 10. Yeah, unfortunately it doesn't hit, but you're able to get something at some point as you can kind of feel the cling um, against your your weapon, but that's about it. I'm probably not able to do this. 
this, but I might as well ask. If I make contact with it, can I, at the point where I make contact, cast Hunter's Mark? I don't think mid-action you can do that. Let me double check. It is a bonus action. It says a creature you can see within range, very explicitly. So I would say no. Okay. All right. So moving along, it's its turn as it's going to go for you again. Um, All right. What's your AC? 11. 11. First one yeah. does hit. The second one does not. Uh, it seems to be going explicitly for her right now. All right. That is going to be 10 points of bludgeoning damage <gasps> as it hits against your back and tries to crack into your back as hard as it possibly can. Buck continues to hide. Starlet, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to switch to dual wielding my daggers because I have two weapon fighting. Fight, fight, fight. And I'm going to an attempt. I'm going to attempt one sneak attack as I just pop up, uh, try to hop over Celine or okay. pop out from Celine <laughs> okay. and just like throw, not throw it, but like swing my arm around and try to attack this okay. thing. Oh, that's really good. No, oh, that's nice. That's very, very nice. <laughs> that is so nice. So the first one is going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. Yeah, roll oh, for damage. Oh, good. Now I get to use a nice D4. Oh, <laughs> Oh. Five points of damage. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So you do find leverage on something and very successfully and gleefully feel accomplished in that. And then I'm, um, since it's two weapon fighting, I get to attack with the other one now, Yes, right? you do, yeah. Do we good? No, okay, that's not as good. Uh, that'll be 12. Yeah, so successfully you kind of ping backwards, but realize that you completely lost the point of your clearing as you're <laughs> stepping into the sky. And I'm going to hide behind Celine <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Sounds good. You take a moment, you dip behind Celine and try to hide here. All right, Fruit, your turn. I'm going to use my Radiant Sunbolt once again. <gasps> okay, sounds good. You go up and you cast it above. Don't forget for, to roll with disadvantage, but you still can use it. Let's hope. Well, well one. So oh. I don't even need to roll. One zero is important. So uh, you take a moment. So that's a six. Yes, but ones are always important in these oh, games. No. So you take a moment and your hand goes up as you reach up towards the sky um, and you shoot a beautiful radiant bolt. And it hits something because you guys can hear that right above you as you had hit one of the stalactites right above all of you guys. Next time on the broadcast. Plummeting from the sky. Immediately, I'm going to dash. I pick up and swoop up Celine. What was there? It was gonna happen anyway. Hey, I'm Kimberly Daugherty, and I play Celine Tessar. Hi, I'm Kellen Coleman, and I play Letty Marie Ricecroft. Hi, my name is Alice Gretchen, and I play Drizilda Slendron. Hi, I'm Erica Fermina, and I'm playing Starla Hahill. Hi, my name's Rachel Seeley, and I am playing Huck Lokley. I'm Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, your dungeon master and woman of many faces, creatures, and things unknown. I'm Richard Quiner, and I produce this podcast in partnership with Wizards of the Coast.